Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 80 of the Money Love Podcast. We are continuing our discussion on debt this week. And today will be part two to last week's part one discussion. You guys have already let me know that you're really excited for this series. And last week's episode was really highly downloaded in the first week compared to the average episode on the show. So again, I know that this is a topic that you guys are wanting more help and guidance on and you're just wanting to hear more about. So we're just going to jump right in this week and get going. Again, we have a lot to cover. So to recap... Last week, we talked about debt as a general concept. We talked about what it is, how we've been programmed as a society to think about and interpret debt. And then I shared with you guys my current mindset and outlook on debt and how that has drastically changed over the past couple of years. I also gave you five concrete examples of how I've either used debt in the past or how I'm currently using debt to build more wealth for myself in the long-term future. So if you haven't yet, make sure you go and you listen to that episode before we dive in to the follow-up discussion today, because last week is a really good foundation to what we're going to continue covering today. So last week, we talked about debt and how it can be used for you. And this week, I want to talk about the opposite of that and talk about the debt that we have that we can use against us. This is the type of debt that digs us deeper, that creates less wealth for us over time versus more wealth for us over time. And I want to really focus on the mindset piece of this type of debt because this type of debt can be the type of debt that is most challenging to deal with mentally. Like I told you in last week's episode, I have had both types of debt and both types of experiences with debt. I've had debt in the past that really was a result of overspending and impulse shopping, of spending money in an attempt to entertain myself and to escape my life and to escape my emotions. That was really credit card debt that I racked up years and years ago that I had to work to get a grip on and to pay off over time. So I just want to start this episode making the clear distinction between those two types of debt, between debt that can help you and debt that can hurt you. Now, again, there isn't a hard and fast formula here for this. So I just want you to give some thought to how I'm going to explain this and how you can apply it to your own situation. But generally speaking, we can break it down in this way. First, we have the debt that can help you. It's the debt that provides you access to capital that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. And typically, we buy this money, we use this debt to purchase an appreciable asset. So basically, you expect to earn a return from what you bought with the debt, and that return will exceed the cost that you are paying for the debt, aka the interest that you pay on the debt while you're working to pay it back. So this could be a house, an education, a certification, starting a business, or it could also be buying money that you choose to pay back over time 
So that other money or other savings that you have invested elsewhere can stay invested and the compound interest of that money isn't stopped or it's not interrupted. So this is the example I gave you last week of the choice to finance my car. And if you want other examples, again, go listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Now, the second type of debt is the type of debt that can hurt you financially in the long-term future. And this is when we are buying money, going into debt, to buy things that really don't give us much or any of an opportunity to earn a return that outweighs the cost of the debt or the cost of the money. So this could be things like clothes, household items, trips, other experiences like dinners or happy hours or concerts, things like that. Of course, there is an intangible return from these purchases that we always have to keep in mind. But in terms of those things, being able to take them and then create more wealth for ourselves in the future, we wouldn't really say that any of those things fall into that category. So again, this isn't a perfect science, but we can differentiate these two types of debt by what it is that we're buying and if what we're buying has the ability to increase our wealth or our earning potential in the future. But listen, y'all, and this is really important. Regardless of whatever type of debt you have, regardless if it's the type of debt that you have to buy an appreciable asset or if it's the debt that you have from buying something that isn't that, debt is still and always will be a neutral circumstance. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter the amount. All debt is a neutral circumstance when it comes to the coaching that we do here and when it comes to our model. In the model, the CTFAR, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, debt always goes into the C line of our model. Whether it's a mortgage, a car, whether it's credit card debt, student loans, a personal loan, it doesn't matter. Debt is always a neutral circumstance that we have the opportunity and might I even say the obligation to manage our mind around. Remember the model, just a quick recap. We have neutral circumstances with our finances. So your debt is a neutral financial circumstance in your model. And then we're going to have thoughts and beliefs about the circumstances of our financial situation. And those thoughts and beliefs about your debt will determine your energy and your emotional experience around your debt. And that energy, that emotional experience will be the fuel that the actions or the inactions that you take around your debt stem from. And that is why it is so important that we really take the time to examine and to manage our thoughts around our debt. Because as a reminder from what I said last week, if you don't manage your mind here, especially in this area, it will run rampant. It'll be like the toddler with a knife running around the house. It's always going to create more problems, more trouble, more drama. It's always going to default to the negative worst case scenario. It's always going to make the debt bad. It will always make you bad for being somebody who has debt. It will always catastrophize what the process and the journey of getting it paid off is going to be like. And so many people do think about their debt in this way because they've actually never been told that there's another way. They don't know that they can approach their debt from a mindset of, 
sufficiency and abundance rather than scarcity. They don't know that your debt and the process of paying it off and how you're going to feel throughout that journey doesn't have to be a doom and gloom situation. Many of us don't even give ourselves the opportunity to cultivate what the debt-free journey is going to be like. We just accept what we think it has to be. And what I've noticed is that this is especially true for the second type of debt, the type of debt we're talking about today, the type of debt that we accumulate through overspending, through impulse shopping, through buying things that we ended up really not getting a lot of use out of that we thought that we would. This is the type of debt that we beat ourselves up over the hardest because we should and we shouldn't ourselves to death, which starts the guilt and the shame spirals. We think that we should have known better. We think that we should have been more responsible or more disciplined in the moment. And so this is why we're doing this episode today, because I typically find that this type of debt, whether it's credit card debt from past purchases, whether it's student loans from a degree that you're not using anymore, something along those lines, that tends to be the debt that weighs on us most mentally. But Here's the great news that I'm going to give you, okay? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be such a burden to you mentally, emotionally, financially. And that's what we're going to cover for the rest of this episode. So there are three main areas that we tend to have the weightiest thoughts about our debt. And we're going to go through all three. So we tend to have a lot of negative and unhelpful thoughts about our past with debt and our past choices and decisions that we've made to go into debt. That's number one. The second are the thoughts that we have about ourselves in the present and the thoughts about our present situation about being somebody who in this moment has debt. And then having to sit with the uncomfortable thoughts and emotions that we experience in the present moment about our debt because of those thoughts. That's the second. And the third are the thoughts that we have about our debt in terms of the future, which mostly has to do with how you're thinking about the journey and the process of what getting the debt paid off is going to be like and what it's supposed to look like, the rules and the expectations that you place on yourself about what the process is going to look like, and how capable you feel of meeting those self-imposed expectations. So really, it has to do with your past, your present, and your future thoughts on debt. So let's talk through all three. Let's start with the first, your past thoughts about your choice to take on the debt. This is an area, the past, where obviously a lot of our guilt and our shame comes from. Again, we look at the past choices that we've made and we start indulging in the shoulds and the shouldn't ofs. I call this the poison of should. <laughs> there is no single word that causes us more unnecessary pain than the word should. Thinking that things should have been done differently or that things should have turned out differently. With my clients and my students, I hear so often, I should have known better. I shouldn't have done that. I should have picked a different path. And I say this with so much love, but the truth is, is that you didn't, right? You made the choice that you made. You took the path that you took. It's nothing that can be altered or changed. So the question then becomes, why are you unnecessarily punishing yourself about it? There's really no point in it. 
So when you're having a lot of toxic and unhelpful thoughts about your past decisions in relation to your debt, here are some helpful tools that I want to give you. First off, you have to have compassion and love for the past version of you. We talk a lot about your future self and how much we love her and how we want to take care of her, but your past self is another version of you that I also want you to have so much love for. Just how you would have love and admiration for a younger sister that you advise and you're always looking out for. I truly believe this about the past version of Paige, and I also believe it about the past version of you. But I choose to believe that in every present moment that we live, we are all just trying to do the best that we can with the tools and the knowledge that we have at our disposal in that moment. And let's just say past you went into debt to buy a pair of designer shoes and you put it on a credit card. And now the present version of you wishes that past you hadn't made that choice and you were using that as a reason to beat up present you. But instead of torturing the present version of you, how about we shift into compassion for the past version of you? What was she thinking in that moment? What was she feeling in that moment? What did she think she was going to receive or get out of that purchase? I really believe that even if you made a decision in the past that you wouldn't remake today, you still probably had a really good reason to make that decision in the past with your situation, your resources, and your knowledge that you had available to you in that past moment. You cannot judge yesterday's actions with today's knowledge, but yet we do this to ourselves all the time. But y'all, this is how life works, okay? We get older, we gain experience, we learn more, our perspectives change, and as that evolvement happens, so does the way that we choose to live our lives, which includes how we choose to manage our money. And that evolvement is normal and it's healthy. Past Page has made a lot of financial choices that present page would not choose again. But I don't ever, ever use that as a reason to beat myself up. I love past page. I realize that she did what she thought was best, what she thought was right in that moment. Even if current page has more experience, a different perspective, more knowledge today, even if she lives her life under a different set of beliefs and assumptions and wouldn't make that same choice today. I could choose to beat myself up for all the credit card debt that past page racked up, but honestly, what good would that do? I think that sometimes we think that we can shame ourselves, that we can punish ourselves into being better moving forward, but all guilt and shame create are more secrecy, more hiding, more avoidance moving forward. And that is the exact opposite of what we want to create for ourselves moving forward. So when it comes to your past choices and when it comes to past choices you've made around debt, compassion, curiosity, and understanding of your past self and where she was at in that moment are going to be your best and most helpful allies. You do not have to make your past self wrong or bad because she's not. Your past self was just operating under a different set of circumstances and assumptions than you are today. I tell my clients this a lot who are beating themselves up for going into debt for a past purchase. I tell them, look, the past version of you 
thought that the clothes, the hair products, the makeup, your past self really thought that that was going to make you happier, that those were the things that were going to make you feel more confident. And in the moment to that past version of you, that seemed like a good exchange under those set of assumptions. But the best news is the present version of you knows differently. She knows now because of her evolvement that products can't fill our emotional voids. And she will operate under a different set of assumptions moving forward so that she can do better. But the past version of you did the best that she could knowing what she knew. So again, compassion, curiosity, and understanding for your past self. Give yourself permission to go there and to be kind to her and to yourself in the present moment. That's the first area, thoughts that we have about the past. The next area of thoughts that you have about your debt are the thoughts that you have about yourself in the present moment as someone who has debt currently. This is the identity that you choose to adopt in the present moment as somebody who has debt right now and what you make your current debt circumstances mean about you today. For any thoughts that you're having about yourself in this present moment as someone who has debt, I want you to please remember this. This is the biggest tip I can give you on the second one. Your debt is neutral. It is not moral. There are a lot of voices and a lot of people out there that want to tell you the opposite and they want you to believe it. They want you to believe that your debt is moral because it benefits them for you to believe that. But it is not moral. Your debt is a neutral circumstance. Again, it always goes in the sea line of our model. And I need you to hear that your debt is not a part of you. There is you, there is your soul, your worth, your character, your personality, you who you are as a unique individual in the world and your unique value and contribution. And then there is the number on the statement, the student loan balance, the credit card statement. But that's all it is. Do you see that? Do you see that your debt is not attached to your being, your worth in any way? Those things come from within you. Those things are already guaranteed by you just being a human being on planet Earth with a beating heart with air in your lungs. My debt used to consume so much of my present mental and emotional energy unnecessarily because of how closely I attached it to my morality, to how good I was and how responsible I was and how worthy I was or wasn't. And now I see that the number on the bank statement or the credit card bill doesn't have any determination or impact over any of those things because it can't. It doesn't have the power or the ability to influence any of those things. And so I challenge you to think about and answer the question of, what am I making my debt mean about me in this present moment? And if you answer that question and it's anything negative, I just want to offer you that it doesn't have to be. You don't have to make it mean anything bad, anything heavy, anything unhelpful to you in the present moment. There is you and then there is the number on the statement, and there is no relation of the two at all, ever. The last area I really want you to spend some time thinking about, and this is where a lot of the fear and the anxiety can come in with our debt, is our thoughts about our debt in the future. 
This is where our brains can really run wild if we don't take the time to manage our thoughts at a high level. And I find that our thoughts about debt in the future really fall into two camps. The first camp is how we imagine the process should look like. Again, here we go again with all the shoulding and shouldnting, the poison of should. But we have our debt, and then we start placing all of these rules and expectations on ourselves of what the process of getting it paid off has to look like. And we impose these strict timelines on ourselves. We tell ourselves what our lifestyle has to look like while we're paying it off. We pressure ourselves to meet certain extra payment amounts each month that, again, we have to be hitting. It's the pressures, the expectations, the rules that we place on ourselves with how the process should look. And all of those rules and expectations come from our thoughts and beliefs about the future state of our debt. And I will make this point as well, okay? This is interesting. The more negative and toxic and unhelpful your thoughts are in the first two categories we just covered, your past and your present bucket of thoughts, the more unrealistic and painful the future section will be, right? Like if you are living in the shame swamp and you're making your debt moral and your debt is the source of a lot of pain and emotional uncomfortableness, then the rules and the expectations that you place on yourself in the future and on your future self are going to be pretty awful and pretty uncomfortable as well. And again, this all goes back to the thought error that we have, that all of the pain and the suffering is coming from the debt. That's what we've all been socialized to think. But really, the pain and the uncomfortableness is coming from our adopted and chosen thoughts and belief patterns about the debt. Like I told you guys last week, when I say, I know that some of you guys are struggling with your debt. And when I say struggling, I don't mean struggling with the debt itself. I mean struggling with your thoughts and beliefs about your debt. Because your thoughts and beliefs about your debt are the source of all the pain and suffering. But when we don't know this, when we think that the source of the pain is the debt, then we are going to be very unkind to our future selves in terms of the process and the timelines and the rules that she has to follow to get rid of it because we think that getting rid of it is the only solution to the problem, right? So if we think that the debt is the issue, then getting rid of the debt is the only solution. Does that make sense? So remember, how you feel on the journey, on the path, on the way there, is how you're going to feel when you arrive because your brain and your thoughts and your ingrained belief patterns are going to come with you if you're not managing them and working to change them along the way. I always tell y'all, you don't just get to trade in your brain when you get a different set of circumstances. It's not like a car, but that's how we think it works. So now I ask you, what are the rules? What are the expectations? What are the shoulds that you have placed on yourself and really placed on your future self when it comes to paying off your debt moving forward? And where are those rules and expectations coming from? Are they coming from you believing that getting your debt paid off will be the solution to all of your problems? That all of the negative emotion that you feel around your financial situation will go away when you become debt-free? Is that where those guidelines and those rules are coming from? Or are you being kind to your future self? 
Are you setting her up for success? Are you making a plan in the long term that isn't short sighted and that's going to benefit your future self more than is going to benefit your present self in the short term or in this moment? I always want you guys, of course, to yes, have a plan of action when it comes to getting out of debt. Absolutely. It is important to have a plan and a map between where you are and where you want to get to. I am a big proponent of that. But remember that I want you making a plan in a way that feels good, that is rooted in enoughness and insufficiency, and that is based on the recognition that it is the journey that is the worthwhile and the meaningful part, not the destination. It's making a plan to get your debt paid off, realizing that becoming debt-free isn't the end-all be-all, meaning it is not the solution to all of life's problems, okay? I know some of you think that it's going to be, but take it from somebody who has been through this journey, paid off $100,000 worth of debt, who went through her journey under that assumption, I can tell you that it's not. But that is how we talk about debt these days, y'all. It's so wild. And frankly, I really think it's gotten out of control. We talk about debt and becoming debt-free like it is the only way to reach financial peace is to become debt-free. And that is simply not true. And then when we pay our debt off from that mindset, we find ourselves being sorely disappointed when we achieve that result. And then we realize, oh, wait, that actually wasn't the answer to all of my life problems and all of my financial woes. Life was 50-50 when I had the debt, and it's still 50-50 now. So yes, the 50-50 might look different, but it's still 50-50 here, just like how it was 50-50 there. One time, I saw this post on Instagram, and it was kind of controversial, but frankly, I actually agreed with it. But it said that being debt-free isn't a guarantee of building wealth or of being financially secure. Like, yes, it of course is a step in the right direction and being debt-free is a great foundation to build wealth upon, but we think about and we talk about becoming debt-free like it is the only way to be wealthy. And the truth is, like that post said, being debt-free isn't a guarantee of wealth. Just because somebody is debt-free, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wealthy in their mindset, in their emotional state, or in their bank account. But that is how we think about being debt-free. We put it on a pedestal and we make it the one and only and the most important goal. And we tell people, you cannot enjoy your life until you reach this milestone. And y'all, it's simply not true. So please just keep that realization in mind when you are thinking about your debt payoff journey in the future. And all of the self-imposed rules and guidelines of what it should look like and the path that you should follow, I really want you to give some thought to like, what are the foundational beliefs and assumptions that are dictating your debt payoff timeline, path, and journey? Is it based on all of the scarcity, the negativity, the lack, the morality that we've discussed in this episode? Or is the path in the journey based in enoughness? Enoughness in your past self and the decisions that she's made? Enoughness in yourself right now and in your present situation? And also your enoughness in your capabilities to get it paid off in the future 
in a way and on a timeline that feels good and aligned and isn't rushed and doesn't feel terrible. That's where I want you to be grounded in when you are thinking about your debt journey and what it has to look like moving forward. Y'all, your thoughts around your debt will dictate everything. It is why it is so important. So it's the thoughts that you think about your past self and her decision to take on the debt, where she was at in that moment. And instead of judging her and making her wrong, having understanding and curiosity and compassion for her. It is the thoughts that you think about yourself in this present moment, about who you are as someone who has debt right now, today. And it's also the thoughts that you think about the future state of your debt. What is that journey going to look like and how capable and confident you actually feel to meet that self-imposed timeline and expectations. Those are all thoughts that you get to choose. You get to intentionally decide your perspective. The power is in the perspective, y'all. And your thoughts are so important, again, because it will create the emotional experience around your debt. And maybe no one has ever told you this or given you permission to do this, but you are in control over what that's going to look like. And it doesn't have to look the one way that everybody tries to tell you that it has to look. Listen, some people really don't like it when I tell them this. They don't like to hear that they can deal with their debt in a positive way, in a way that sparks gratitude and a deeper connection and knowing with oneself. Debt is so evil to them and it's so tainted in their minds that they think that there's no possible way it could be anything other than that. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be. It's like when you're trying to lose weight. I've used this example before, but it's the same thing. If you have a circumstance in your life that you want to change, let's say you want to lose weight, you could hate yourself and you could hate your body throughout that entire process. I always say you can hate your way to skinny if that's the path and if that's the experience that you want to create for yourself. But then at the end of the road, all you're left with is a skinnier body, but you still hate yourself. You still feel terrible. You thought that the skinnier body would make you feel better, but you chose negativity. You chose hate. You chose restriction and deprivation along the entire way. And so guess what? That's what was waiting for you at the finish line. It's the same thing with your debt. You get to choose the path. You get to choose the timeline, the how, the journey. It is all up to you. You get to curate that experience. And it doesn't have to be the experience that everyone has to tell you that it has to be. The experience that's filled with fear, with anxiety, with emotional suffering, with no fun, no life, no eating out, no traveling. There is another way. And it all starts and begins with your thoughts about your debt. And I hope that this episode has shown you that and it's shown you the importance of the thoughts that you have about your debt. So listen to me. If you need more help here, If you're like, Paige, this is definitely an area that I struggle with and that I could absolutely use more help and support with. I invite you to come get that support from me with an Overcoming Overspending. When you join Overcoming Overspending, you're obviously going to get that course. You're also going to get my credit card clarity course, which is all about credit cards. 
I have a bonus course within Overcoming Overspending all about debt that's going to help you with this mindset piece of it, but then it's also going to help you with making a plan, a future plan that feels good and aligned, but also realistic and attainable. You can also bring any coaching that you need about debt if you feel like mentally or emotionally your debt is weighing you down. Come join Overcoming Overspending. Come to our weekly coaching calls. They are so amazing. They've been so fun. They've been so transformative for so many already. Bring that to a coaching call. I would love to coach you on your debt so that, again, it doesn't have to be such a heavy burden in your life. That alone is worth the investment itself. I can promise you that. So come join us. You can go to overcomingoverspending.com to get all the information that you need, and we'll get that journey started for you. And last, I just want to remind you guys, keep leaving reviews of the podcast. The reviews really do mean so much to me. They light me up. They keep me motivated. They keep me going every week. But also, anytime you leave a review of the podcast on iTunes, you are actually entered to win a free annual subscription to YNAB. I pick one winner a month. So make sure to go ahead and leave your review now so that you are entered for the April giveaway that I will be announcing at the beginning of May. So all you have to do for that is go to iTunes. You leave a five-star review. You do have to write something so that I can see the review pop up. And whenever you submit your review, make sure you just put your name as your Instagram handle. So if you do win the giveaway, I know exactly where to find you to get you your free year of YNAB. All right, y'all. I really hope that you've enjoyed these past two weeks talking about debt. We are going to move on next week. But if you have any questions, any feedback, any comments on this, you guys know where to find me. I always love to hear and see your feedback. Share the episodes that you love that are resonating with you on Instagram. You can tag me at overcoming underscore overspending so I can see that you guys are listening and loving certain episodes that I can keep making more content like that for you. All right, y'all. I love you so much. Have a great week and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.